This is a great class. Both classes are combined today because we're doing an introduction. This is not really lesson one. We're just kind of going to go over some things today and uh, get to know each other a little bit. Uh, but a great group. Very, very pleased. Uh, a lot of comments make, while we made our way down this long hallway. Uh, I noticed that the men were walking separate from their wives. I think by the fourth lesson, you guys will be walking hand in hand all the way down the hallway. Uh, so that, that might be possible. The other, the other thing that was said is during the long walk, during the long walk down the hallway, it gives you time to actually work on your marriage and work out any problems before we get in here. So that would be for the long walk. So this is where we're going to be meeting. And uh, the young marriage class, which is uh, going to be taught by Zach, will be at D205, which is still in this hallway. So the young marriage class, when we split up next week, we're going to be separate. The young marriage class, which is anywhere from... 20s to 30s, uh, 35-ish. Uh, he'll be teaching that, and then 35 and above, uh, I will be teaching that class in this classroom. Uh, we're going to start out with Zach. Zach's got a few things that he's going to go over today, about 10 minutes, and uh, some scripture. And then I've got a few things to, uh, to talk about. We're going to go over the marriage trial ceremony also and give you some more information on that. And we're going to talk about the, the books, the fireproofing your marriage books that we'll be able to pass out in a little bit. So Zach? First of all, let's open up in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we do thank you so much for the opportunity that you've given us to learn more about our marriages, about ourselves, most importantly, ultimately, Lord, about you and how we can please you with our lives. And it's such a privilege to know that just following you and obeying your word, we can glorify you. Uh, it's unspectacular, but it should be steady. And as we grow, Lord, that we may become more like Christ, always seeking to do what is right for your honor and glory. Help us in this time, uh, this week and the next six weeks, to grow and to grow closer together in our marriages as well. In Christ's name, amen. As Wayne said, there will be, my class will split off next week for the next six weeks, so it won't be quite as crowded in here. We might have a few more people come in, but so it should be a little bit more manageable. And Wayne and I don't have any uh, agenda or ego. If you feel like, you know what, I really think we're at a later point in our marriage that you know, we have, our kids are growing up, we're, you know, we've got some more maturity. We, we really think we want to be more in the home builders class. If you see yourself as that, it doesn't matter what age you are, you're more than welcome to be in that class. And if you see, you know, I want to get some more foundational basic principles and get our marriage, you know, we have a relatively young marriage, relatively young kids if any, we want to get started off on a, on a good foot, then I recommend you to come to our class, no matter what your age. And neither Wayne and I are going to you know, throw a fuss. Um, but I just want to give you a little bit of what my class is going to be, how it's going to be slightly different from Wayne's. <clears throat> from uh, Titus 2, talks about uh, the older women training the younger women to love their husbands and children to be self-controlled and pure. So he tells the younger women, your goal is to be self-controlled and pure. And then down in verse 6 of Titus 2, <coughs> similarly, encourage the young men to be self-controlled. And he tells Titus directly in the next verse, in everything set them example by doing what is good. In your teaching show integrity, seriousness, and soundness of speech that cannot be condemned. And I thought it was interesting as I read these verses that tells the young men and the young women to be self-controlled. And that's something that I know I need to work on 
kids discipline in our lives. And sometimes as you put two young people together, or older people, and as they work on their marriage for the first few years, it's tough to, to curb your own selfish tendencies so that you can fit together as a couple. And Elaine and I have grown and matured the two years that we've been married, and we look forward to growing and maturing however many more years God gives us now as we start our family here in the next few weeks. And so our class is going to be focused on building the foundation of self-control and serious-mindedness. It's not that we're not going to have fun and enjoy some good discussion and some application and they poke some fun at each other's expense, but I really, my goal is that you will leave my class, the 20s and early 30s class, with uh, an appreciation for how important God takes us, our self-control and our discipline, and particularly as it relates to our marriage and to our relationship here at church and how committed and serious and sober-minded we are about the church. And hopefully you all agree we have a terrific church here. And this is just one uh, branch, one arm that we can hopefully grow together in through this six-week ministry. And if you haven't gotten a chance yet to see Fireproof, Lane and I watched it with the group on Friday night for the first time, and I was amazed at how good it is. It is, it is not uh, a cheesy, poorly done movie, and it is not secular at all. It gives the gospel very clearly. And I, if you have not seen it, I give it my highest recommendation. And I really, I have no, no qualms at all. There's nothing objectionable in it. You will enjoy it. And you will be challenged and encouraged by it. So if you next week feel that you want to split off, go with my class, we'll be meeting in room 205. We'll be covering the same material that Wayne is, same questions. We'll just put a slightly different slant on it, nothing too, uh, too different. But I will appreciate it, your prayers for Wayne and myself as we teach this class, as we lead the discussion and examine God's word with you. We want your participation. We want you to grow, and we want to grow alongside with you. So we appreciate the opportunity. Thanks, <coughs> All right. Most of you do know me. Um, for those of you who are visitors, I just want to talk a little bit about myself. Not, not in a bad way, but my name is Wayne Albright. Um, my wife, Michelle, over there with our four-month-old, Angelina. And so she might have to, if she starts talking back like she usually does, <laughs> she might have to get up and leave. Uh, I've, been a, I've been a police officer for 15 years. Uh, my wife has also been in, um, you could say, the law enforcement field. She's a, a court recorder, so she's in the judicial part of it also for about 15 years. And the reason why I say that is just to let everybody know here, I, I don't have any formal training as far as being a teacher. Uh, I, I never went to seminary. I haven't taken one lick of seminary classes. But what I can bring to this is the knowledge that I've had to use through the last 15 years in dealing with situations that involve families and couples. Now, I see the very worst of it sometimes, uh, and I don't expect those problems here. <coughs> all right? But uh, I can bring that type of uh, element to the class, which might be a little bit different than you've ever been used to. Uh, so it might be an interesting class. Again, I'm not, uh, I'm not a huge public speaker, so you might hear me say um and um a couple more times than normal, but uh, I'll try to stick uh, away from doing that. Uh, what we're going to go over today is just kind of some basics, uh, just to get the ball rolling. How many of you uh, uh, missed or have never seen the movie Fireproof? Okay. The first thing we do is I did bring the movie. Okay. We did purchase it, and if you would like to borrow it for the week, I strongly, strongly urge all of you, like Zach said, excellent movie. And I strongly urge you to take it home for this week, and then we'll give it to the next couple next week. 
or if you can make arrangements halfway through the week <coughs> to, to give it to another couple so they can watch it. This is the basis of our, 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 uh, our class. And if you haven't really watched the movie, you're not really going to be able to get some of the concepts that we're talking about. You will be able to get them, but it just won't be as easy because you'll definitely, we're going to be looking back at the movie uh, during class. We also have books that you're gonna, we're going to pass out that you see up front. And the way we're going to run the class is a little bit of uh, participation, uh, like we do at the uh, at, uh, Sunday nights in our, in our groups, so that a lot of you are used to that. I'll also be, you'll have to listen to me talk for a little bit on Sundays. And then we'll also be sharing a video clip. Most every week has a video clip anywhere from two to five minutes that explains the lesson. All right? So in other words, next week we'll watch the video clip, uh, which is about three minutes. And uh, for those of you who watched the movie, it's, uh, it's about some of the discussions they had. The she had an argument with her husband, and they went and talked to the coworkers. And of course, all her coworkers were on her side. And when he talked to his coworkers, he wanted his coworkers on his side. All right, so that's the video clip, and, and then we're going to be discussing that because the first lesson next week is he said, she said, the differences between men and women. Uh, so that's what we're going to be doing. Our challenge for the next seven weeks will be to welcome. Our challenge for the next seven weeks will be to love first, to love better, and to love for a lifetime. And we will be explaining those three different challenges over the next seven weeks. Now for, uh, <coughs> here you go. Don't worry, I don't pick on anybody that's in the front row. So, for those of you who watched the movie, you'll be able to relate to this. Captain Caleb, who was a fireman, uh, he lived by a code. And that code was, you never let a man behind in a fire. He lived by it. It was uh, his natural instinct. It was something that he strived for, the 110% that he gave to his job every week. And it was, he, he didn't want to stray from that. He lived by that code. I, I have a similar code. I've been a cop for 15 years, like I said, and you can ask my wife when there's something serious going on in Elm Park, I'm usually right in the middle of it. Uh, in fact, they called me yesterday for another barricaded gunman, and I was down in Ohio, so I couldn't go to it. But she knows that I give 120% of my job. I will lay down my life for a fellow officer because that's just the way, it's an instinct. That's the way I was trained. Yet, in the movie, even though that was his instinct, in his marriage it was another story, okay? Because of situations that came up in his life which were uh, arguments over his job, over financing, disagreements they had and communication problems, all those build up for him to say, it's just not worth it anymore. Didn't want to fight for his marriage, all right? Why do you think that is? Even, we can even relate to that. I'll go a step further. A lot of you don't have jobs that are that dynamic that you, have to lay, that you have to give up your life. But I can guarantee that all of you that work want to give 110% of what you do. Why? Because if you're real lazy and you don't give a, 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 your whole into it, could you be fired? You could be. Uh, could you get a bad review from your boss? You could. All right. But when it comes to our marriage, how many of us have that same type of example? How many of us push and want to give 110% in our marriage because we're afraid that our, our spouse might think we're failing or, or give us a bad grade, so to speak? All right? And that's one of the things that we have to challenge ourselves, and that's what he had to challenge himself about. Uh, so that's one of the things we're going to be looking at. You know, we can all relate to the problems that Caleb and Catherine had in the movie. Financing right now uh, with the economy in Michigan and a lot of the guys here in this room are without work. Does that pose a lot of pressure on your family? It sure does. 
and communication isn't what it should be with your wife and with your husband, then those problems are going to creep up. Financial problems are one of the biggest issues when it comes to a family and communication. Remember, communication is the, the basis of all of it. If you can't communicate and talk right with your wife and with your husband, then that breaks down and then everything else breaks down after it. So we all can agree, I sure in this room, our marriage might not be in trouble like they, Caleb and Catherine's were because theirs immediately went to the brink of, uh, it's just not worth it, I want a divorce. All right, maybe, we're, maybe there might be somebody in the room that's like that, but I, I, you know, I think most of us are just having some small issues, and if we don't, we still need to work to try to strive to be better. <laughs> we have some more late numbers, they must have got lost. <laughs> so we can all agree that over the next seven weeks, we all can strive to work better at our marriage. All right, uh, and I think uh, we don't even need to show a hands there because we all would like more harmony in our lives, and and that comes from more better communication with our spouses. So again, our challenge is going to be to love first, love better, and love for a lifetime. Now there are guidelines when we're dealing with our wives and with our husbands. We, we what we need to do is we need to honestly consider our own actions. How can you take responsibility for what you do in your marriage? Now. <coughs> Let's look at, um, if somebody could open up in, uh, to Luke 6, 41 and 42. If I could have somebody read Luke 6, 41 and 42. And that's going to best illustrate this point of looking at what you do in your marriage. Despite what your wife or despite what your husband acts like or reacts to you, this is, uh, this is an important concept that we're probably going to talk about throughout the seven weeks. Um, anybody want to volunteer Luke 6, 41 and 42? Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, Brother, let me keep the speck out of your eye, when you yourself fail to see the plank in your own eye? You hypocrite. First take the plank out of your eye, and then you will see clearly the speck in your brother's eye. Very good. Does anybody want to put that in layman's terms? You want to take a stab at it? Jim? Oh, I thought you uh, oh, were raising yeah. your hand. <laughs> yeah, I heard it once said. Take the log out of your own eye, mm -hmm. you know, because you're, whoever you're talking about, the other one probably has a toothpick in your eye. That's but the, the issue is, quit looking at other people and what they need to deal with when you have problems of your own. That's exactly right. And, and how easy in our marriage is it to look at your spouse and say, he's the problem or she's the problem? I'm not, I didn't start the argument, I didn't cause this, it's her or it's him. All right, what are we doing? We're, we are deferring the blame to, to the partner and that really doesn't do us any good because when you stand before God, are you going to be judged for what your spouse did or did not do in the marriage? No. God's going to look at you in the eye and say, why did you react this way? Why didn't you take men? Why didn't you take charge in your marriage despite what your wife did or did not do? you are responsible for only yourself. So one of the big challenges that we will have over the next seven weeks, because we're going to be dealing with issues that are sensitive in a, in a marriage. You can't help it. All marriages, uh, it's not easy. All right? And there's nothing wrong with having to work on your marriage. Okay? But if you start deferring the blame because you want to make yourself look better, 
that's not, the good, that's not a good start. And we want to try to avoid that at all costs. We're probably going to be talking about this more and more. So we want to choose our words carefully with a desire to love, respect, and encourage our spouses. Even when you're dealing with situations, you can't deal with it with, in a harsh tone. All right? It has to be out of a love and, and out of respect for your spouse that you want to improve these, whatever situation that you're coming across. All right? And the way we're going to do that, again, is uh, different types of discussions that we're going to have in class. Now, all of you that do come to community groups understand the, this role. Small groups have an enormous impact as you build friendships and you gain support and encouragement. But there are guidelines that we want to, to go by to help the class run more smoothly. Um, so I just want to go over a few things and <coughs> okay, I want to make sure we got time. Uh, my wife says I kind of ramble on and on, and since I'm not a real, I'm not a public speaker where I could, I got it down to the minute. Um, I don't know for sure how long this will go. So you got to, <laughs> I know it won't go over because I'm sure I'll be getting the glares as soon as it's time, <laughs> as soon as it's time to go. I'll know. Uh, but the first thing we want, we want to go over a couple things. Remember. Uh, confidentiality, okay? Remember, everything that was shared in our groups is, is considered confidential. And this protects the class and it reinforces it as a supportive role and a supportive group. We are not here to make ourselves look better because we hear somebody else having a problem. And we definitely aren't going to go running off and tell somebody else, hey, you'll never guess uh, so-and-so talked about in class today. Uh, that's not needed here. And, I, and you know what? I even hesitate to bring that up because our church is not judgmental. And we have a great church that is, uh, I think most people are in a supportive role and want to help. You know, so that does bring me to the next point of being judgmental. You know, the class is here to help one another with mutual problems. And we are not to judge our actions uh, so that you can feel better about your own. Uh, do me a favor. Everybody look to the left of you and everybody look to the right of you. Okay? And you, you're seeing, that was pretty good. Everybody did that in Houston. All right? Are you, uh, are you judging your marriage on, on the person to the left or to the right of you? No, you're not. Who's, who are you supposed to be watching out for? God? God has set the standard, correct? And we're supposed to be looking up for the standard. Are we supposed to be looking to our neighbor for his standards or to the other neighbor? No. Why is that? Because if you look to your neighbor over here and you see, oh, boy, they're really dealing with a, a situation that's pretty bad, our marriage isn't really that bad. We don't deal with those type of issues. Maybe we, don't, maybe we do have it pretty good. And then you just leave your marriage as is because you're judging your marriage based on somebody else's principles instead of what God has decided. And, and God's standard is very high. I'll, let you, I'll tell you right there. It's probably unattainable because who is the ultimate example? I mentioned it on uh, Friday night. Jesus Christ was the ultimate example of selfless love. We're not going to be able to attain what he went through, but we sure can try. And that's the most important thing. God wants us to continue to work on our marriage to try to attain what he has set as, as what a marriage should be. So we have to avoid being judgmental and looking at other people because then you just feel good about your own marriage when really you shouldn't be doing that. And we want to be open. All right? We want to do our best to, to be honest with ourselves. Uh, you know, if you tell me if we're discussing something and you bring up issues, I won't know if you are fabricating the truth from your home life or not. It won't affect me. But who will it affect? It will affect your spouse, you and your spouse. If you're not honest when we're discussing issues of, of uh, respect and issues of, uh, of um, 
you know, friendship and uh, anything else that you want to pick. Um, if you're not honest, you really can't help yourself in your marriage. So we got to be careful about that. And we want to respect the group. Uh, as I said, I'm not a theologian. I haven't, uh, I can't, um, I can't translate from the Hebrew and the Greek, and I just read the Bible and, and study these lessons. And all of you are going to have possibly answers and different answers when we discuss things. And I want, and I want to be able to respect everybody's individual answers, okay? And that's what it's good discussions about is uh, you might have a different take on something because you come from a different area. You come from a different situation and a background, and we would like to explore those options. Everybody has different backgrounds. Uh, I grew up in a Christian home whereas Michelle didn't. Uh, Michelle's been saved for just, just six years now, where I've been saved for, uh, since I was a, a child. So there's different backgrounds that we all come from, and therefore we will have different experiences, and we need to respect that with everybody. Um, and, and then one other is respecting our spouse's privacy. Uh, this class is not designed so that you, we, we want to hear some juicy details about your marriage. That's not a, what it's for. Um, we want to come together as a church, and we want to grow together. And if that means uh, that you've talked to your spouse and you've agreed, hey, this situation that we went through could be good information and could profit the whole group, then by all means, we would love to hear it when we have our discussion time. But you do want to just be careful and be sensitive to the needs uh, or the, you know, the respect of your spouse. We don't want to embarrass anybody by telling uh, secrets that we really don't need to know in class. So, and, uh, and I think by doing that, that's going to promote everyone to participate. I don't want you to sit here being afraid that I'm never going to call on somebody, except I just did with Jim, but that'll be the last time. <laughs> All right? But I'm never going to point somebody out and call on them to, to uh, ask a question and try to get an answer from you. This will be an open discussion. I don't mind stepping up and talking in front of people. I've had to do it. And I have to go in people's houses and just make snap, snap decisions and talk with people that are strangers to me. So I'm used to it. But my, my wife doesn't like necessarily getting up in front of people and talking. So everybody's a little bit different. And I don't want to put any pressure on anyone. I know Zach won't either. Uh, but we would like you to participate if you feel the urge to uh, because that just makes the discussion that much better. Uh, so remember that uh, our objective for these lessons is to strengthen your marriage, encourage your partner, it's not time to air dirty laundry. Um, we're all here to glorify God in our marriage, and the only way to do that is to be open and honest, and, uh, and I think we'll get along just great. We'll have a fun class. I think um, I'm, I'm looking to, to be honest with you, I'm looking to learn just as much as you are. Um, and I've been studying this for the last few weeks. I know Zach's been in preparation, and this is good for my marriage as well as I hope it'll be good for yours that we can go through this series together. Um, <coughs> Now, we mentioned on August 22nd is going to be our uh, marriage vow renewal ceremony. Now, Michelle and I went through, we did it five years ago. Anybody else in the room got married again? Renewed? Yes. Uh, there was five couples that did it five years ago, and we had a blast. It was a lot of fun. Um, let me start out by saying, because I know financing is tough for everybody, that it won't cost you anything. I know that shouldn't be the very number one issue in your, on your mind about this, but uh, the church has been given uh, a set amount of money so for this very thing, and that's to, uh, to put on a marriage vow renewal ceremony. And uh, what we did last, uh, last time, everybody got dressed up. I mean, that might be the only expense. If you want to go out and buy a new dress for yourself and guys a new shirt and tie to make yourself look good, 
that's about the only expense that you would have for the ceremony. And uh, we actually had a rehearsal with Pastor because uh, you got to be able to walk down the aisle without tripping, so he had to show you how. And uh, we have a rehearsal the night before, and then Saturday, which is the 22nd, will actually be the wedding vow ceremony. And uh, we don't care how many couples there are. Like I said, last time there was six. I would love out of a group like this to get at least six to ten couples. And let me tell you, it's not because your marriage is in trouble and you need a fresh start. It's not only for couples that have been married for 30 years and they forgot what they said so they need to do it. It's for everybody. All right? And I mentioned on Friday night, I'll, I'll kind of do it again, some of the reasons why, my, why, sorry, why you might want to. Um, you might have been married for 20 or 30 years, and it might be fun to walk down the aisle again and say your vows with the spouse, with the person you've been with for the last 20 years. And just to renew those vows and tell that person, hey, I'm still in love with you, and I, you know, I want to recommit myself again, even though our marriage is doing great. That might be a reason. Um, another reason might be because you have come to a crossroads in your marriage where you're struggling. And there's a lot of reasons. Again, we've gone over financing and communications. You might have a problem that has come up in the past that both of you have not dealt with. What happens when you have something that you don't deal with? What happens to your marriage? Does every other little problem that is little seem to be gigantic? All right? So problems, when you, when you have communication and when you don't have this problem that you have dealt with, the small things, you can sweat the small stuff. And you, can, and you can talk about them with your wife and your husband, and you can get over them pretty quick. But when you've got an issue that you have not dealt with, and it has festered, and, and this small issue has now crept up to be this big thing, you have communication problems with your spouse, okay? And your marriage isn't what it should be. This is a time, we are all here, which is good, to take something out of these lessons to try to improve our marriage. But also, sign up for the marriage vow renewal, and make that commitment to your spouse to say, you know what, we have fallen in the past and we've gotten up and we've fallen again and we've still got issues we need to deal with, but so what? That's what marriage is about, is working 24-7 <laughs> to try to improve your marriage. And let's renew our vows. Let's get a fresh start again and say, hey, I want to make this an important role. I want to make the church part of it. Maybe it wasn't before. Maybe it was just you and your husband and that was it, or you and your wife. And the church was not part of it. And the church family was not part of it. Um, and that might be a reason why you want to do it. And, uh, and also, I brought up a point, and I apologize for bringing up the same points to people that were at the movie, um, but I think they're important. Most of us in the room have children, all right? And we are the role models of our children, are we not? Everybody, everybody nod in agreement? Yes. We are the role models for our children. And so for 18 years, our children watch us. And they watch everything we do. I, I made the analogy with my son. Uh, most of you know Braden. Um, he would come to church in his SWAT uniform if I would let him. And, but I don't. All right? But he comes, to every other, he comes to every other function with his police uniform on because he emulates everything I do. And it's an awesome responsibility that I have. All right? It might not be that defined with your children, but trust me when I say that your children watch everything that you do, including your marriage, including guys, how you treat your wife, including guys, how you treat your wife when there's a problem and how you respond to them, including wives, how you respect or don't respect your husband 
when he tries to make a decision about the family. Okay? So your kids see everything that you do from little four, three and four and five year olds all the way up to the teenage years. And that is our responsibility as parents to try to teach them the right way, the proper way about life. And that includes marriage. That includes how to find the proper spouse to marry. And that includes how to deal with situations in a marriage. So if your marriage is struggling and you just live together because you're married and so you have to live together, but you don't deal with the issues and there's not a lot of talking involved and there's, and there's the resentment and the anger that comes up real easy when it shouldn't about small issues, your children see that. And, you know, and they're going to grow up and they're going to look for a spouse. What example do they have to look to fall back on? Your marriage, correct? So we don't want to set the wrong example for our children. If, if anything you get out of today for the next seven weeks, I hope that you keep that in the front of your mind because God has placed an awesome responsibility. It's talked about in Scripture about rearing our children. And this is part of it. Having a healthy marriage and a healthy relationship with your spouse and teaching that to your children. Well, it's not, the good thing is it's not too late. Your kids might be in their teens. They might be five, six, seven years old. It's not too late. And this is one area that you can teach them and you can be honest with them. Say, hey, my, mom and dad, we, we've, you know, we've had troubles, and, but we're dealing with our situations. We, don't, we want to live Christ-like. We want to follow what God says. And this is why we're, we're going to get remarried again. And it's a great way to uh, invite your relatives that might not normally come to church because it's church. But you can invite them and say, hey, I'm getting, we're getting remarried. We're, we're rededicating ourselves, and, uh, and we want you to come. That's another great, another great reason. So all these things are, are good reasons why uh, to sign up. I hope I'm not pushing it too much. Uh, but again, we're going to have a reception after with Kate. Uh, the neat thing that we did that we're going to do with Vicki again this time is everyone got to have a display, a table about this size, maybe a little bit smaller. But you got to display all your wedding photos and pictures of your family. And it was a great way to go around. I just talked to uh, Bob and me and Steph. And they, they were married 30 years when they did it. They, they got remarried. And I, I reminded her how fun it was to look at her photos. And, and uh, Bob had long hair. You know, he barely has any hair now. But, and I'm not one to make fun of people with no hair. But, <laughs> but he had long hair, and it was really neat to be able to look and look through their photos of their first marriage. And then they were able to talk about it and revisit old memories that were fun. And that's what this is all about. It's about coming together as a church family and as couples and, and reuniting and, and getting, a, getting a fresh start. So I would just strongly, strongly urge if you want to do it, we do have a sign up. Uh, and it's important to sign up in the next, this week, next week, um, I would hesitate to go any longer than that. We would really need to know because there's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, things that we have to do. We've got four or five people that are going to be helping. But just to, to organize, it's going to be uh, a little bit of a challenge depending on how many people we have. So we will have invitations uh, again. And depending on how many people sign up, you might be limited in how many people you can invite. But I don't think it will be a huge problem. And uh, like I said, you'll, we'll get invitations for you so you can pass them out just like the real deal. And, uh, and then put your best Sunday best on and come and, and get married all over again. Um, so that's my pitch on the wedding ceremony. Um, I'm, I'm, a, I'm encouraged by the amount of people that are here, and I know Zach is too, 
and uh, we're, we're definitely excited about going through the series. Uh, there's seven, in this series there are seven lessons there for the next six weeks. We'll start next week with lesson one, and this is called the Fireproof in Your Marriage Participant Guide. Each couple can get one. If you would like one on your own, that's fine. Um, we have about 40 right now, and I can get more uh, as needed if you want one on your own. Uh, they're going to be, they're five dollars. Uh, we, did, we did get a discount rate, but in order to keep, in order to keep the money that's allotted for this, for the marriage vow renewal ceremony, uh, we need to just go ahead and get five bucks from everybody for this. That way the expense for that is taken care of. But we're going to be going through this each week. There is, uh, each week there is a uh, small video clip, like I discussed, on, left, on the lesson. So next week we'll start off in lesson one and we'll show the video clip right here. And, uh, and then we will discuss the lesson. Now this week, I encourage you to remember, in the movie, Caleb started out going by the Love Deer Challenge and going through the book. This is the Love Deer that he went through. Did he have his heart into it? For those of you who were there when he started out, did it work for him at all? It didn't work for him at all. Why? Because he was just going through the motions. And I would, this is another challenge for you. If you're going to start this, you can't just do it and go through the motions just because, well, it's the Sunday school class and that's what we're doing now. Okay? You, you really have to purpose in your heart that you want to make your marriage better. If you do that, it won't matter what your spouse does or doesn't do because if you purpose in your heart to change yourself, then you'll make your marriage better regardless, okay? And you'll know uh, the, when you watch the movie, it took a while. Caleb was very discouraged because he started doing it, but he didn't have his heart into it. But even when he accepted Christ, and he, he accepted the love that God offers, and then he understood what true selfless love was, he still had trouble, didn't he? He still had to overcome the obstacles because his wife didn't respond, all right? There might be so much damage right now and mistrust and issues that it's not a quick fix. But you have to purpose in your heart, men and women, that you want, you want to make yourself better in the marriage, okay, regardless of what, what your wife does or what your husband does. Um, so in the book, which is the participant's guide that each one of you will get for couples, there's a section to work on together. And this is great. Number one, how can you be angry at your spouse if you're sitting down and talking about the Bible and talking about Scripture together. It's very hard to, isn't it? You have to purpose in your heart that you're going to have to put away those anger issues and issues that, are, that have come up. Talk about them so that you can sit down and honestly give forth 100% effort in going through this study guide together. That's the whole point of it. There's, uh, there's some questions uh, that you can discuss together and uh, some small things to read. And then there's a, there's a section in here for just women and just men. All right, so you can take time on your own during the week to fill out, guys, fill out the men's section on your own. And women, fill out the section. And then if you want, then discuss it together. Obviously, there's no secrets in your marriage because you're writing them down and you're going to be sharing, if you'd like to, you're going to be sharing the book. So you will be able to uh, discuss and talk about the answers. Um, for instance, men. Share some general comments about what respect is like. Why is respect such a critical issue? <laughs> <laughs> My wedding. She just tossed your wedding ring. 
right, we'll deal with that later. So, you know, so we're dealing with respect issues. Is, that, is respect a big deal with guys? Yeah, yeah, it could be. Respect is, you know, I'm the man of the house, and, you know, if you've got that macho attitude, too, it, it's even a bigger issue, all right, with, with some men. You know, it used to be back in the day that was, that was a big, big deal because the men were up here on a pedestal and the women, and that's not, that's not what the Bible teaches. That's not what our roles are anymore. Um, so they're a little bit more defined, but respect is still an issue. Well, what about women? Share some general comments about how, how uh, they feel love is. Why is emotional connection and understanding so important in women? All right, so those are, if your husband, and, and one of the things you're going to find out next week, women, is we don't know it all. We're, we're dumb. We're guys. We don't understand emotion and love and the importance, <laughs> the importance that that is for a female. All right, but on the opposite end, women, you don't understand the concepts of the respect that the guys want and some other issues that come up in, a, in the male ego. We're made differently, all right? But if you talk about the issues and put them out front, then you can understand them and respect them better. And that's what the whole issue of the book is. And so um, I encourage you to go through, you know, go through lesson one, uh, and you might find out something about yourself, about your wife, and about your husband. And if not, they might read the question and go, wow, you really, you really think that about respect? That's what you think it is? And that's going to help wives. That's going to help you in understanding what, what the man feels about respect in the home and being the leader of the house. Okay? And guys, when you read your wife's answer about what love is and affection and how that's important to her, she needs to feel loved and feel important, then you're going to understand that better. and You'll be able to give that to her <coughs> because she needs it. Okay, um, we are gonna we're gonna wrap it up. Uh, the only other thing that I have in the book in, in the in the movie, it talked about the Love Deer Challenge. It was a 40-day challenge that Caleb, the firefighter, was given because he wanted to help us and restore his his marriage. Uh, if you would like to do this challenge with your obviously it's not a secret to to his wife it was a secret. She had no idea why flowers ended up on her doorstep. She had no idea why he made dinner. She had no idea why he called her on the phone and just wanted to know how are you doing today out of respect because those were some of the challenges in the book that he was told to do. All right? So um, obviously we're talking about it in mixed company. It wouldn't be a challenge. Uh, well, it will be a challenge, but it won't be a secret. But that doesn't matter, all right? Because some of the principles in this love, ch uh, love challenge are going to bring you and your spouse together closer. So if there are some major issues that you're dealing with, I challenge you to get this. We can, uh, we can offer it for you. I can get it at a discounted price. I think it was only $10 for the book. And it literally goes through. It's like a devotional. It's excellent. I was reading through it the other night and uh, learned something myself, which isn't surprising. So, <laughs> all right? So if you would like that. Yeah, my wife's going, that's for sure. <laughs> So if you would like one of these, please let us know. I can get one for you for next week so you can start. Um, and it's, again, it's never too late to start. If you'd like the movie, I know there was a couple of you, uh, come and get it, and we can figure out how you're going to get it to the next person or just bring it on Sunday, and we'll keep, we'll keep rotating it until everyone sees it. This is an excellent movie. Talk to anybody that saw it. It is challenging. All right. The only thing that I, I warn you against 
is the emotional change that you have by watching something like this. You can't just do it on this alone. All right, this is a great eye-opener. It wakens you up. It is emotional, okay? I, I was, uh, the second time I watched it, and I was emotional Friday night because of this. And I know Tony's shaking his head. He's seen it three times now. Yeah. Two. Two. And, and he was emotional. I'm not afraid to say that. There was things in here that I need to work on and realize about my wife, all right? But you can't just do it by watching a movie, all right? Then you come in, now you work on your marriage. It's a work in progress. You, you, uh, you take the next seven weeks. Does it end after seven weeks? No. Does it end once we do our renewal, a vow renewal ceremony and you say I do again? Absolutely not. These principles are here to help you throughout the rest of your marriage. Remember our challenge is to love better and to love for a lifetime. Right now we're in the process of to loving better. We want to love our spouses better. And then once we understand the principles of what God designed in our marriage and the way our marriage is supposed to be, then we can love for a lifetime and love the proper way. All right. Um, thank you for your attention. You if, if you want, yes. Do you want to have a couple guys pray to close this out? Yeah, if we could. We've got, uh, we do have a couple minutes, and what you can do is just grab one on the way out per couple. If you want an extra one, just let, that's fine. You can grab an extra one. Just let us know. Like I said, um, you can, over the next seven weeks, I don't care how long it takes, you can give Dave Anderson, where is he? There. Dave Anderson will be collecting. Uh, the five dollars to the book, if you want to, it's obviously ten dollars. My math is pretty good. So, um, could we have just could we have two guys volunteer to uh, pray for the for the upcoming week and for uh, the challenge? Uh, probably the first week, I would imagine, will be the hardest. This is something different. This will be something different for a lot of us to talk to our wives, and talk to our husbands about issues like this, and to go through and to actually to find time. It's gonna be tough. My wife works days. I work afternoons. But we have to find time. It's important. Um, so uh, let's let's remember that throughout the week. Just two guys. Yes. And then one other. Yes, Dave. Okay. Heavenly Father, we come before you, Lord, to thank you for um, our church and for this class and for all that we're going to be learning as as couples um, throughout the next several weeks, Lord. So we just uh, pray for your grace uh, that you help help us all to be uh, diligent in our study. And um, so that you can uh, work in our lives to strengthen our marriages, so that we can um, glorify you and honor you <coughs> the way that uh, the way that you intend uh, for our marriages to run. Uh, so we just want to thank you for all the effort that, that's being put into the class and um, how it's going to be used to uh, benefit all of us that are here today. Uh, thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Lord, we thank you for. Uh Wayne and Zach who put in so much work and getting this all together. And Lord, we pray you you be with them as they study and as they teach. And Lord, uh, help us all to take this uh, seriously and uh, to do the work that we need to do, you know, both in the book and, and as we learn the things uh, that, that come from your word and from the, the, the studies we'll be doing uh, to apply those into our lives. And um, I pray that you help us to start doing that this week and um, that we uh, take the time to do this and take the um, and uh, it's going to glorify you.